With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So we had... A heck of a weekend, I would call it, in college football. A really great weekend if you are a fan of the Sun Belt, if you're a fan of Arkansas State, if you're a fan of Louisiana Lafayette, maybe the greatest weekend of your college football life. And if you're a fan of an ACC team or a Big 12 team, even if they lost, I think you had to be kind of excited about the fact that college football was back in general. We're going to be joined by Joel Klatt, who called the lead college football game one of those upsets, Arkansas State going on the road and beating Kansas State. But a lot of the drama, and I just teased this as we went to break, a lot of the drama has surrounded what's going to happen in the Big Ten. And if you listen to this show or you read OutKick or you pay a lot of attention to what we talk about on a daily basis, I kind of walked you through what I believed was the most likely outcome in the Big Ten. And I certainly wrote this on Saturday morning. Big Ten football is going to play. That's based on all the conversations that I have had. The Corona Bros are going to take this one on the chin. My understanding is the new medical reports that have been conveyed is going to lead to a new vote among all of the chancellors and presidents. That vote could happen as soon as Monday. It's going to happen early this week. And they are going to, what I have been told is, play the season starting on October 17th. And the idea would be that you would be able to play eight or nine conference games. You would then have the Big Ten title game. And you would hope that your team or teams 
are able to qualify for the college football playoff in the wake of that game taking place, the conference title game in the Big Ten on December 19th. The college football playoff committee would then make their decision about who the playoff teams are on December 20th. That would mean that everybody is playing except for the Pac-12 in the five major conferences. Obviously, Mountain West not playing as well as the MAC, but this would be a significant reversal of the decision that was made earlier. And that reversal would directly implicate their ability to play in the playoff this season. So the absurdity of Pittsburgh already playing and of all the high school teams playing and of the Eagles and the Steelers playing, but Penn State not being able to play, it would be gone. And the same absurdity would be gone as it pertains to Ohio with state uh, high school teams being able to play in Ohio, with the University of Cincinnati being able to play, with the Browns and Bengals playing yesterday, and suddenly Ohio State would be able to play as well. So again, follow through on what I am hearing right now is that there would be a new schedule and the Big Ten would begin playing on October 17th. And as a part of playing on October 17th, they would play what I am hearing is an eight or a nine-game conference schedule. Again, that would allow three games in October in theory, four games to be played in November, two more weeks that you would theoretically be able to play in December, the 5th and the 12th. So if you add all of those up, that theoretically would mean that you would have right now nine weeks to play, and you would either play nine straight weeks, which could be a challenge, with a 10th week where you could play uh, in the uh, in the Big Ten title game, or you would play eight with one bye week with the Big Ten title game then coming. Now, here's the obvious complication there. The SEC is starting on September 26th, which is next week, which is a good feeling to be able to say if you're a college football fan. The SEC is playing their conference title game on December 19th as well, but they have built in a couple of different bye weeks in the event that they have issues. They're also playing 10 games in their conference. So you can already see how the Big Ten, with the decision that they are putting in place with the idea of starting October 17th, is not building in a lot of different opportunities for themselves to be able to handle if anything goes a little bit awry. And so that is the biggest challenge going forward, trying to figure out exactly what and how this would look, is just seeing what the overall landscape would look like for the Big Ten. Now, a lot of people out there initially, when we started saying on this show, hey, we feel good about the opportunity to play starting in October, a lot of people out there in the media told me that I was crazy. They may have even told some of you you were crazy. Oh, Clay Travis, he has no idea what what he's talking about. I felt pretty good about the people I was talking to and the goal being to play on October 17th. And so, I really do believe that the Pac-10 is going to find a way to play and, sorry, the the, the, the Big Ten, Pac-12 is going to be left on an island here. They are going to be the only major conference that is not actually playing And if they aren't playing, I don't really know how they rectify this. I think this is a decision that at least keeps the Big Ten somewhat in the conversation. For the Pac-12, I think they're a total mess. Because some people now are saying, well, the Pac-12 could start playing in November. 
well, what's the point of that? You've already eliminated yourself from college football playoff contention. And some of you are also saying, well, <laughs> let's be honest. The Pac-12 is never included in the, in the very often the conversation for the playoff other than when they had Marcus Mariota and Oregon. The Pac-12 hasn't found a way to get a team in. So this is worth paying attention to. The other thing I've been told, and, and this kind of surprised me because I thought that wasn't very likely, I've been told they're going to play the bowl games. That the college football conferences, in particular the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC, are all planning on playing a full bowl schedule. So I kind of anticipated, oh, we'd get a four-game college football playoff, but there's no way the bowl games would actually take place. And I now am being told, no, 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 the bowl games are going to take place as well. So you would get in most of these conferences that are already starting play, the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC, not only full schedules, but you would also get the conference uh, championship games as well as bowl games for the teams that are lower ranked and aren't actually going to be able to uh, to ordinarily have a chance to compete for a conference championship, they would still have an incentive to continue to play because they could get into a big bowl game. Now, how exactly those teams are going to get slotted and everything else remains uncertain. Now, the big battle that is out there for the Big Ten is it looks like they're going to be able to play and they're going to get the president and chancellor votes necessary to play. Then... They need to have an NFL-like testing procedure where nobody is getting sick, right? Nobody is testing positive. I shouldn't even say getting sick because almost no one testing positive on a college campus is actually needing to have any sort of significant medical treatment. Indeed, the number most recently that I heard was over 26,000 college kids have tested positive for COVID and none of them, none of them, have needed to be hospitalized on any of these college campuses. And indeed, the overall numbers on COVID continue to decline rapidly. We are approaching the lowest number of people hospitalized with COVID since March in this country. I believe the number is right around 30,000 nationwide right now. For instance, the state of Florida put out numbers and said 6% of all hospital beds are occupied by COVID patients. The rest are people who are sick with something other than that. And by the way, Florida on Sunday reported eight COVID deaths, which is an insanely low number. Whatever outbreak we had in the South, in Florida, in Texas, in Arizona, all of those seem to be pretty much done. And that's why we're able to have college football uh, crowds. And again, I think the big question that's going to be in demand or going to be much debated is this. How in the world do you handle all of the challenges that could come with a late start date from the Big Ten of October 17th? But that's a lot less significant of a challenge than whether or not they were going to play in the first place. And it now seems like there's not going to be any issue at all with the season actually being able to be played. Now, we still need the votes to take place. And what exact time and date that's going to occur, I don't know. But you've heard so many people out there saying there was no way the Big Ten was going to be able to play this fall. That's not ha- that's not a concern anymore. Uh, there have been a lot of people working really hard, including Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, uh, Sandy Barber at uh, Penn State. I could give you a lot of different names, lots of coaches. James Franklin and, and Ryan uh, Day have worked as hard as they possibly can to try to find a way to get all of these procedures and activities in place to be able to, to have... Uh, their kids to be able to play in college. All of this 
is a moving target. One day, honestly, I feel like the Big Ten's college football decision-making could be a 30-30 for itself, documentary style. you got the White House, President Trump involved. So many different people doing whatever they can to try to make it a reality, and I think that reality is actually going to occur. So that is the absolute latest so far as I know based on talking to a lot of different people involved in the Big Ten right now. Solid optimism that they are going to play a start date expected of October 17th. All right, when we come back, Joel Klatt is going to be with us. Joel called the game for Fox. I want to know what that was like. I want to know where he's headed to this weekend. You might have been listening on Friday when uh, we, we missed him. He's going to join us uh, early on Monday to break down everything that happened in the world of college football. I bet he watched a lot of NFL, too. We'll get into a bunch of that with him. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us on this Monday morning here as we break down week one of NFL action. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Clay Travis here about to talk with Joel Klatt at Joel Klatt on Twitter. We missed you on Friday, but you had a well of a football game. Uh, Be honest. Did you feel bad at all when you woke up and realized that you had slept through uh, the interview with us for Friday morning? Yes, because and, and here's the the there was only one reason not for you personally. Cause yes, clearly. of course not. Um, but but because I have done morning radio. So yes. like I know. And it's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you're probably in the one in four is probably going to be still sleeping in particular when, yes. you're, when you're out east like you are. No, I mean, that's like people don't understand this, but when you do solo radio and you have guests scheduled in the morning, I, d- I used to have a midday show and then I had a uh, afternoon show and people might miss you as a guest, but usually you could get them, right? Like, oh, we missed them for 10 minutes. Now we've got them. We'll go to break. We'll catch up with them because everybody's awake. But when you do morning radio, like people sleep through it all the time. And I'll be honest, I came on. People probably don't even remember this. There's probably tape somewhere uh, on this radio program as a guest a couple of times. But I also slept through it a couple of times. And once, like, <laughs> once I agreed to do it, and I didn't even know I was agreeing to morning. Like, they were kind of slick about it. They were like, hey, can you do 620? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Fox Sports Radio National. Just call my cell. And then and then I got a call. I remember waking up in the morning and being like, what? who was calling me from L.A. at, you know, 620 in the morning? Yeah, 620 a.m. Big difference between 620 a.m. and 620 p.m. in terms of your ability to do a show. Uh, and so no uh, I, I totally get that. Now, positive like you guys this is maybe it'll have to happen a few times before all is said and done even for your crew in particular but you guys were all set to call Baylor Louisiana Tech and then they have to cancel that uh, that game at literally like the last minute so you get bumped up to Kansas State and uh, and you end up calling Kansas State hosting Arkansas State, which was a whale of a football game. I mean, incredibly yeah, exciting. Maybe the game well, of the day as far as competitiveness goes. But how much of a wacky thing is that to suddenly be anticipating and preparing oh, for one game, and then you have to do a national television game for two entirely different teams? Yeah, I mean, listen, and, and you you know me fairly well. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, OCD, if you will, type A, about my preparation. You've got so a routine down. Yes, like Mondays I do the same thing, Tuesdays I do the same thing, and then to me that process is what gives me confidence on Saturdays. And and so when you on Wednesday night have to throw everything in the trash and start over, it's incredibly difficult 
like incredibly difficult. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of storylines that I wish I would have gotten into more. One of them being just the, the depleted roster at Arkansas State. But to be honest with you, I was still trying to figure out who was on the field for them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, it was a it was a really good game. They they were down eight starters at one point, you know, and and their wide receiver Jay Adams, Jonathan Adams, is a great player, and I'm glad that he got that stage because let's be honest, right? Arkansas State's not going to get like Gus and I at noon on Fox ever, and yep. they get us, and they have their first Power Five win since '06. On, you know, on the road, and Jay Adams basically announces to the NFL, like, hey, I'm a great player. So good for them, man. I was very happy for Blake Anderson, uh, that entire crew, and, and in particular Jay Adams. He was fantastic. I mean, it's possible he made himself several million dollars with that performance. I mean, I don't think that's an exaggeration. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it, which is, to me, is why, you know, some people have asked me, like, why do you and Gus get so excited? I'm like, well, p- partly because of that. This dude's out there mossing people, and I'm just thinking to myself, the scouts are going to absolutely love this tape, and and it's his probably best competition that he'll face all year long. So, um, awesome, awesome time from that perspective. What did it feel like to be calling a game in that setting, and how much impact do you think on the game itself it had in Kansas State? versus that stadium being completely full in what was a pretty competitive down-to-the-wire game. In other words, if that's a yeah, sellout, it, do you think Kansas State wins, finds a way to win? Is it a four-point swing, um, five-point swing? I, I think that execution in the red zone tends to be so much more difficult on the road. And and even though they fumbled a couple of times, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that the crowd was going to – change the outcome of that game to be honest with you clay and the reason is is because they were dominant on both lines of scrimmage yeah right? like if, if they were clearly the overmatched team and they got the breaks and capitalized and it was like this was the only way we were going to win i might say like boy that might have been different with a crowd and momentum and so on and so forth but it was it was not like that they dominated on each line of scrimmage their their outside players made better plays you know i so I thought that they were just the better team, to be honest with you, and it didn't matter if there was going to be 55,000 people in there or 12,000 people. What happened to the Big 12? They... I mean, I mean, I, I feel like ordinarily, you know me. Ordinarily, you know me. I would have been taking shots at the Big 12. I would have been having fun with it on Twitter. But maybe I'm just getting soft now. But I'm just so excited to have college football back that usually if a conference had a day like the Big 12 did – you lose at home, Iowa State did, right? Yeah, you'd kill them, you know? Like, I mean, Louisiana Lafayette, congratulations to them surging into the top 25. Uh, that was a fun game to watch. But they were the better team. You just said on the line of scrimmage, Arkansas State was the better team than Kansas State on that day. Uh, you barely got passed. I mean, Texas Tech, I saw, sent out a tweet 1-0. and You know, they barely survived against, I think it was Houston Baptist that they were playing against. Uh, I mean, it was a, uh, I don't want to call it a disaster, but it was as close to a disaster on the field as you could have in what would ordinarily be a season. It would have been a massive story. Everybody would be killing the Big 12. But I'm just kind of like glad the Big 12 is playing and that any games are going yeah. on. But, I mean, that was, a, uh, that was a heck of a day for the Sun Belt. 
But for the Big yep. 12, I mean, I mean, that's one of the worst days we've seen for an out-of-conference performance. Yeah. Now, let me try to give at least some perspective. Because we've seen the SEC have days like this, ACC certainly, Big Ten has had days like this. And at the end of the day, what really carries the mail, like the biggest brands, right, or your two or three best teams. That's right. And Texas looked unbelievable, and Oklahoma looked unbelievable, and Oklahoma State didn't play. So I I don't want to go overboard, but you're right. Everything you just said is is absolutely right. There's, There's no doubt about that. I was struck, and maybe it was because the game I did had Arkansas State playing their second game. Uh, but I was struck in my conversations with their coaching staff and even some of their players that everything was about the game, right? They didn't really talk about like, well, we hope we get enough negative tests in order to play. Uh, we hope this, we hope that, you know, like everything was about, well, we want to do this against Kansas State. We want to do that against Kansas State. This is where we feel good. This is where we don't. It was a normal conversation about the game like I would have with any other team in any other uh, given year when I got to Kansas State it was almost like man you know we're just excited to play Uh, let's hope we get all the negative tests on Friday Chris Kleiman said I've done everything except coach football Um, we had to stop down they dealt with the um, social justice issues uh, in particular within their team stopped down for that did the marches It felt like everything but football in the Kansas State building, and then that's exactly how it played out on the field, right? And and I think to some extent, Kansas State thought that they were going to roll their helmets out there, and probably Iowa State felt the same way. And these other programs with huge chips on their shoulders uh, came in there, and guess what? When you don't have an offseason and a spring ball and everything like that, there's a good chance you can get beat. I think I saw somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, where Louisiana Lafayette had several spring practices um, I, I can't remember if they were one of the teams that got all 11 or, or someone else, but I know Arkansas State got about eight practices in. No one else got that type of an offseason. Maybe all that's a contributing factor, but again, I'll go back to a lot of these teams, in, in particular in the Power Five, are focusing on and dealing with everything but football right now, and, and I think that that hurt them in, in at least these non-league games, which is not going to affect the SEC because they're not going to have these non-league games. Yeah, and, and it's going to also be fascinating because usually when we're deciding who's the better conferences are, we use these out-of-conference games as an interesting measuring stick, but you just hit it. The SEC's playing 10 in conference. Uh, even the ACC, they're playing 10 conference games. They're only playing one out-of-conference, and we haven't really seen any embarrassing results from them. And then you did say what I do think is the probably the biggest selling point for the Big 12 it was Texas and Oklahoma looked really good. Oklahoma State hasn't played yet. Those are going to be the two or three teams that are contending for the Big 12 title, probably. We'll see what happens with Baylor. Uh, obviously, they had a really big turnaround with Matt Rule, and we'll see how sustainable that is with him gone. But that's probably your spin if you are a Big 12 fan. The teams that we thought were going to be good still looked good. It's not like we got major upsets involving our title contenders. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would hang my hat on, right? So um, I am excited to, to see Texas, to see Oklahoma. I thought Spencer, by the way, Spencer Rattler is a, yes. is a I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but he is a massive upgrade, a massive upgrade. I watched the film already uh, over the weekend, and wow, he made some throws that we had we did not see last year, period. 
So how crazy is that for Oklahoma to go from, I mean, when you really break it down, Baker Mayfield to Kyler Murray to Jalen Hurts, now to Spencer Rattler. You think he is just a natural next step all along, like they're going to have another stud at quarterback without missing a Massive, match. yep. No, no how doubt much of that is how much of that is Lincoln? How much of that is Lincoln Riley? You remember back in the day, like Steve Spurrier, it was like it didn't even matter who he yep. put in at quarterback. You knew they were going to throw for three hundred and four touchdowns uh, because the system was just so good. Is that what Lincoln Riley has got rolling right now? But the difference is Spurrier had some guys who were never actually any good in the NFL. It seems like Oklahoma's doing a pretty good job. If you saw what Kyler Murray did yesterday, I know Baker has been up and down, but I mean, he was the number one overall pick. I mean, he, he may not pan out in the NFL, but and then Jalen Hurts, we'll see with Carson Wentz's injury history. I feel like he's going to get in. I mean, it seems like he's not only doing what Steve Spurrier did, but he's doing it with guys that are truly elite level quarterbacks. Do you think Spencer Rattler is that guy? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. I'd be really surprised if he's not kind of a Heisman finalist caliber player this year. Of course, we'll see if he plays all the games. You know, hopefully he can avoid COVID. He can stay healthy. Um, all of those things. But his arm talent is is elite. His his movement, his his ability to make decisions, process information. He's really, really good. And to your point about, you know, is it the quarterbacks? Is it the system? It's obviously a combination of both. These guys are all really good players. But I think it should be noted. I think that the best thing that Lincoln does is not just, quote, unquote, the system, but the fact that he uses the system and morphs it to fit the strengths of what his quarterback can do best. The Baker Mayfield offense was just a little bit different than the Kyler Murray offense, which was very different, I felt like, at least, from the Jalen Hurts offense which is now going to look very different from the Spencer Rattler offense. So he's going to take this system and he's going to tailor it to and, and really maximize the elements of the offense that I think are going to focus on the strengths of the quarterback that he has. I think he would have had a success with Tanner Mordecai as well. You know, I mean, he's just he's the best offensive coach in college football. I think Ryan Day is probably right behind him. But it's at this point, like, it's – He's he's way up there, Clay. I mean, look at what he's been able to do, regardless of the the players that he's got up there. Um, I want to ask you. Let, let's go into the Big Ten here for a minute. Um, obviously, you had the Big Twelve playing, you had the ACC playing. Well, let me before I get to the Big Ten, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if you you said you watched the Spencer Rattler film. I watched the entire Clemson game, and I'm gonna be honest, Joel. If if Trevor Lawrence stays healthy. And that's always true, but I think it's probably even more true, obviously, in in this year. But if he plays every game, I I just, I don't see, I mean, I watched Georgia Tech and Florida State play. I mean, that looked like a pillow fight. Um, I I watched Miami Notre Dame didn't look great. Notre Dame did not look good against Duke. Like, I just don't see any way that Clemson is not in the college football playoff. Are are you with me there? How good can he be? I I mean, they are just so much better than everybody else. In the ACC, yeah, and and well, think and they about could it still way, lose you know, a game, Joel. They don't even have to be perfect, and they're still going to make the playoff. Well, and but they're not going to lose a game. That's the that's yeah, a I point. agree with like you. Like last year, the only the only team to play them in the ACC within a score was North Carolina, right? And they didn't yep. play well, and they ended up beating them. Um, it was within a score. Every other ACC team they played and they beat, and it wasn't like oh, double digits, oh, two scores by thirty-one or more. Think about that. By yes. 30, that's that's over four touchdowns. That's like four tugs and a field goal. That's the margin between them and the rest of the league. It's not even close. So 
not only are they just like going to walk into the playoff, but whoever's there to meet them, you know, Bama better Bama better hope that they don't stumble a few times in a ten league ten game conference schedule. So it'll be interesting, man. But Clemson is is certainly, a, a, I think, in a class by themselves right now. All right, let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, I just talked about to open the second hour of the program. I was talking about uh, what I was seeing and hearing about the Big Ten, that I'm optimistic they're going to be back to play potentially starting October 17th, that they're trying to put together a plan that would allow them to finish their season by December 19th with the Big Ten championship game and then potentially get a team, whether it's Ohio State, Penn State, whoever the champion of the Big Ten is, into the playoff. What are you hearing, and are you also optimistic that things are moving in that direction? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm very optimistic. Um, remember now, though, I, I'm one of those guys. Someone, you know, asked me sarcastically the percentage chance that we had a college football season, and this was two months ago, and I replied 100 percent season yep. of some kind of some sort. And I also and you've said, been proven correct and. Yeah, it's 100% correct. And I also said, and there will be fans in some locations to some extent, which has also yep. been proven to be correct. And I am I will tell you right now, the Big Ten is playing, right? Like, it's, it's happening. Whether it happens October 17th, October 24th, November, you know, early November by Thanksgiving. So I, I don't know exactly when. But they're they're coming back, like they're coming back, and the push to get them back as soon as possible. This October seventeenth date that you're hearing is because they feel like they could have an eight, maybe nine game league schedule, have a championship game, and still be included into the college football playoff. It should be noted. I feel like the the loudest and most impactful and influential voices in the room and leading this discussion are. Ryan Day, the head coach at Ohio State, Gene Smith, the AD at Ohio State, their team doctor, and their president. Those are the people that are pushing really hard. Why? Because you just talked about Clemson and how good they are, and I certainly agree. I think personally that Ohio State is the second-best team pretty clearly in the country. They are really, really talented, and they are dying to get a chance to play for a national championship. So I think that the conference knows that that, that would be better for the conference. I think that now with some of the uh, PCR testing and antigen testing that you can do, in particular in, in 5, 10, 15 minutes, is going to make this a much better uh, vote from a medical perspective. And and the Big Ten is going to come back, man. It's it's just a matter of, of when at this point. And and I think as far as I'm as far as I've been told, Clay, the presentations over the weekend regarding an October start went, and I quote, really, really well, end quote. That's a good sign. So uh, if they come back, then the big question will be, what do they need to do and how many games do they have to play in order to be able to quote unquote qualify for the playoff? Like that's going to be, it could potentially turn into a debate because right, because if they come back on October 17th is the reason, you know, kind of looking at it, you're hoping that you can basically find a way to play every week, right? Uh, Or eight weeks at least get at least eight games in. What are they going to say about, is there a minimum number of games that you have to play in order to qualify for the college football playoff? I don't know. Uh, obviously, the SEC is going to look around and say, wait a minute, we're playing 10 conference games. Uh, the, the irony here would be if Ohio State and the Big Ten try to say, oh, we're playing eight, 
and the SEC says, wait a minute, you know, like we've got unequal, uh, unequal bargaining power here. Um, because that could turn into an issue, right? I mean, the, the positive is well, the Big Ten's trying that. to fight their not way back. That. I mean, you're bringing up all great points, right? Um, there's, there's no doubt, and I'm sure that there's going to be some minimum level of, of games in order to qualify. I'm, I'm sure of it. Now, having said that, you know, these, these conferences own the playoff. The NCAA yes. doesn't, which means right. that the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 have a say. And they're not happy with the Big Ten. No right? doubt. The Big Ten put these conferences in Tried to a get them really, to really bad position. That's, That's right. right. Because everybody, you know, they were like, why aren't you canceling? Look at the Big Ten. Look at the Pac-12. And so, you know, the, the, these conferences are not going to want to do the Big Ten any favors, period. So I, I think that that's kind of the next political battle within college football. And I think it could get, to be honest with you, really nasty um, just because I don't think that those three conferences are going to try to do the Big Ten any favors. And, you know, if I was in their position, I certainly see their point. Joel, we'll talk to you maybe Friday. Hopefully you'll answer the phone if we call. Do you know where you're going to be? Second time's the charm. I'm back in Baylor. We're going to try it again in Baylor. we got the Houston-Baylor game that came together in 30 seconds. Thanks to Joel Klatt. We'll talk to him later in the week. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. A lot to dive into, obviously, on the first Monday after a nearly complete college football schedule uh, and certainly after a nearly complete NFL schedule. We got a couple of Monday night football games. I always think the opening Monday night football of the year when we've got the East Coast Monday night football and the West Coast Monday night football is awesome. And frankly, Every year I feel like I make the same argument, which is, man, I wish we had two Monday night football games all year round because I think it's cool to be able, if you're on the West Coast, to have a West Coast or Mountain Monday night football game. And I also think it's cool to have an East Coast. So when you come home, that game's going on. But we had an absolute bevy of games going on over the course of the weekend. So many different storylines to get into. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. And you know who didn't stink? And I think a lot of you watched and you thought to yourselves, "Uh uh-oh, Cam Newton. And I'm going to bring in Dub here to talk about him with me because you are an Auburn fan, Dub. Cam Newton is one of the best all-time front-running quarterbacks. What I mean by that is there are some quarterbacks who are so mentally tough that even when they lose, you know that things are still going to be fine with them. Cam, it seems to me like, has always been a player that when things start rolling for him, he can get that roll going. We saw it with Carolina the year they went 17-1 when he was the NL MVP and uh, the NL MVP, the MVP of the NFC. Uh, And then he got into the Super Bowl. It was MVP of the entire NFL, but the best quarterback in the entire NFL. And then he was a seven-point favorite. Everybody expected that he was going to be coronated, basically, Denver Broncos took it to him, and he never really ever has gotten back. But I watched him playing yesterday, and I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh, Bill Belichick might have gotten one of the greatest steals of all time. He replaced one MVP in Tom Brady with another MVP. And look, Cam only threw the ball 19 times. He completed 15 of them, but he ran the ball 15 times. And he is such an unbelievable talent in the backfield that when he's healthy, he's hard to stop. 
He had two rushing touchdowns. Suddenly, Bill Belichick has got a wrinkle he didn't have for 20 years with Tom Brady. And boom, he is bringing in an unbelievable talent. And uh, the stat that I saw, I mean, there's so much to get to. I'm going to talk about more about the Brady-Belichick dynamic to start off hour three. But, Dub, you were an Auburn fan. You've seen Cam Newton and how dominant he can be. Did you not get the feeling watching the Patriots play against the Dolphins? Uh-oh, this is potentially going to be a heck of a season for Cam Newton. And, man, it feels like Belichick got another steal. Absolutely. I Personally, I thought this was the story of the day yesterday on the first NFL Sunday back from uh, Corona and all that. Because you mentioned 15 rush attempts. That's the first time Cam Newton's had 15-plus rush attempts since October of 2014. That's a long time because this is the healthiest he's ever been. He's Belichick basically has him on a one-year rental. So how do you treat a rental? I mean, he's going to play Cam Newton the way that Cam Newton should be played because he's not necessarily worried about the future of Cam Newton. Five years from now. Exactly. And and frankly, I don't think Cam can be worried about five years from now because – he has to go balls to the wall in this one year and prove that somebody needs to sign him to a four or three or five year extension, right? Like this is his opportunity to demonstrate I still got enough juice to be a starter in this league. And if you can't win with Belichick, you're probably not going to be able to win with anybody. But this is potentially a seventy five or a hundred million dollar season for Cam, right? And it's why I've been saying he's the number one story of this NFL season because his ceiling could be so high and his floor could be so low, and the same thing can be true with the Patriots. Absolutely, and the one thing that Belichick and the Patriots have always excelled at is situational football, the third and shorts, the fourth and shorts. They got the biggest weapon in the NFL as far as I'm concerned for those exact situations, so I think the Patriots are going to be very, very dangerous. Tell me if you've heard that one before. (laughs) Just when you think that we don't have to worry about this team anymore. They go and they get an unbelievable weapon. When we come back, I'm going to talk more about Brady Belichick, but so many different stories to get into. Uh, We're going to talk about Joe Burrow making his debut. Gardner Minshew, what in the world happened with uh, the Jags taking down the Colts, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, the Bears come back. What in the world? DeAndre Swift, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield look bad again, and the Redskins, who look like the worst team on the planet, came surging back against Carson Wentz and the Eagles. All of those things to discuss to start off the third hour of the program. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.